coming into this tournament, including the first two, and today she's going to switch up in starting pitchers. Yeah, I understand the move. Uh, you want to have Kenry, Kami Henry ready to go. She's thrown every inning, so she's probably upwards to 300 pitches on the weekend. She's been outstanding on the weekend, and you can't argue that she's not one of the best pitchers in the country. But I understand the move here. you got two games uh, that you do have to get beat, so why not let the sophomore get the start here in the game one, and then you always got Henry in your back pocket for the game two if necessary. Yeah, the sophomore, Kirsten Brayton, will be the starting pitcher here this afternoon for DePauw in this game one of this basically is what needs to be a doubleheader. If the Lions lose this game, it's over. DePauw wins the championship. They head to Salem, Virginia next week. If the Lions win, we play game number two, which will be about another 45 minutes after this one. And when you look at Brayton's numbers, well, she has got a 2.44 ERA. She is 4-0 and on the season. This will be her seventh start, her 11th appearance. In 28 and two-thirds innings, she has given up just 30 hits and 11 runs, 10 of them earned. She has struck out 14 and walked four. And for the Lions, they are going to go back with... Sarah Miller and Cam McCool. You're going to keep going with the same thing that got you here. And a big time for the sophomore Brayton to get to highlight in this ball game as she will get to start for DePaul and, and a big time moment for her. And as we said, we will go with Sarah Miller as long as she can give us. But we know Cam McCool will be ready to go when her number is called. So when we come back, we'll give you the batting orders, the starting lineups for this afternoon's ball game between the third meeting of the year between these two ball clubs, DePaul, the Tigers, and the Lions of Mount St. Joseph when we come back after this timeout. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Well, both coaches are out at home plate exchanging the lineup cards, so let's give you the batting order. First of all, for the visiting Mount St. Joseph Lions, who will be in the first base dugout this afternoon, Aaliyah Tucker will lead it off the shortstop hitting 444. Brooke Otto will be in center field today batting 386 and batting second. Elizabeth Ivers will be the third place hitter behind the plate hitting 304. Then comes Sarah Miller, the pitcher. She's batting cleanup, 33 RBIs on the year and a 336 batting average. Casey Bramble will be in left field hitting 367, batting fifth. Then comes Maya Hodge, the second baseman, batting sixth at 358 is her average. Gracie Woodyard is in center, is in right field, excuse me. Woodyard in right field, then comes 
the number eight hitter, Rachel Gabbard, and the number nine hitter, Casey Fitcham, as the Lions come out of their dugout and they get a rousing round of applause here this afternoon from a raucous Mount St. Joseph crowd here today in Millican University in Decatur, Illinois. So it's Tucker, Otto, and Ivers, Miller, Bramble, and Hodge, the middle three, Woodyard, Gabbard, and Fincham will round out the batting order for Beth Goderwitz here this afternoon in game number one of what we hope are two. Kelsey Bernard will lead it off for the DePaul Tigers, who are 37-2 and two under Erica Hanrahan. They've won 21 in a row. Bernard hitting in right field and leading it off. Kate Geary is in center field, batting second. Then comes Paige Price at first base. Price caught last night in the game against Calvin. Interesting to have the left-hander behind the plate, but she did an excellent job. Becca St. Germain will be behind the plate. She DP'd last night, but she will be behind the plate today in game number one. Callie Kramer will be the DP and batting sixth, and then comes or, Drew Batcher will be batting sixth, and she is playing third base. Then comes Grace Smith, the shortstop, batting seventh. Jade Mejia-Wick will be in left field. Excellent left fielder is Mejia-Wick. She will bat eight. And Kirsten Brayton is the pitcher, batting ninth here this afternoon. So it'll be Bernard, Gary, and Price, then St. Germain, Kramer, and Bratcher, and Smith, Mejia-Wick, and Brayton for the DePaul Tigers here this afternoon as the Lions still in their white sleeveless jerseys with blue t-shirts underneath and blue pants with the dark blue numerals and gold trim. And for DePaul, they are in their black uniforms here this afternoon with their gold numerals and trim. This one, kind of a toss-up when you look at it between these two ball clubs. Maybe the number one seed against the number six seed, Chris, but still, these two teams are about as evenly matched as you can get. Yeah, on paper they come in evenly matched, and uh, obviously with DePaul not going with Henry, uh, it gives the Lions an opportunity to jump on them early as we will be the visiting team on the scoreboard. And uh, this one has the championship feel to it. It's jam-packed up here in the bleachers behind home plate. There's folks out in the left field line, and you can really feel it as the NCAA Regional Finals is about to get underway. Is that a surprise to you that she's not going with Henry? No, I, I didn't think. I had a thought that she probably wouldn't. Again, DePaul's got two games here to play with. So, I mean, worst case scenario, they drop game one, and then you go back to the, one of the best pitchers in the country to say, go win us the regional finals. So I'm not shocked at all by the by the situation. It's interesting to see how she does play it out. If it becomes a tight ball game, maybe DePaul gets a one or two nothing lead third, fourth inning, what does she do in that situation, but uh, not shocked at all by the move, and uh, like you said, you got Cami Henry in your back pocket if you're DePaul, and you kind of put the pressure on the Lions for game one, but if the Lions are able to get game one, it literally flips the pressure right back to DePaul on game two. Well, we've seen DePaul play all weekend, they got ahead of the Lions early, won that game on Thursday, 3-1, to one. then they played Bellhaven yesterday, won that one four to three and then they won over Calvin or in their in their game against Calvin on Friday night, excuse me, five to three. So they've come in here, they've won two straight in this regional, twenty one in a row, 
But as we said, the last team to beat them was the Lions. Yeah, I mean, you definitely got to respect them. They're number one in the country, number one in this region, and you don't get a 37-2 and record without being really good. And she does play a lot of players. They all step up in big-time moments. There was a big pinch hit for them last night against Calvin that drove in two more to extend that lead for them. And uh, as we said, they've got a tough lineup offensively. They're pretty fundamentally sound defensively. As we heard in the interviews on Thursday, DePaul's coach really respects what the Mounts program has really been able to build over the last few years. She has a really good relationship with Coach Goderwitz, and you know that she was an eye in this opportunity and against this team to win the finals. So going to be a tough matchup for both teams. It's going to be a nice matchup. It's a championship with the national champion or with the uh, final in, final eight on the line, and I'm excited to get this one going. Chris, in between games while we were taking our break, the only thing anybody could talk about up here in the press box and in the stadium was the play by Aaliyah Tucker in that sixth inning where she made the diving catch on the foul line for the basically it was a game saving game saving catch by Tucker. Yeah, game saving play by Aaliyah. She's been outstanding the last two days and she's showing why she is one of the best players in the region and potentially one of the best players in the country and she's really showcasing herself in this NCAA regional and uh, a lot of folks have merely said, who's number one on the mount? That shortstop's really tough. She's got a great attitude and she's a competitor, and uh, we really, really appreciate that, and uh, she's really showcasing herself this weekend. Yeah, we've had so many people come up and just say, boy, what a talent Tucker is, and that play just epitomized everything that she has done at the mound over the last four years. We've, we've talked to a bunch of folks here at Milliken. They've done an outstanding job putting this on, but they have said nothing but good things about the Mount St. Joseph University, the fans, the president, the players. Uh, they've said it's really fun to watch this team, so we really appreciate that. And uh, let's see if we can go get two right here and get us to Virginia. There are two teams left in this regional. The honor gets to the winner. A trip to the College Softball World Series as we are getting set to get this one underway. When we return, we'll have the first pitch of the ball game of what we hope will be two more left here in Millican. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. We'll be back with the first pitch after this. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New heights, right? At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Well, Sarah Miller will be the starting pitcher today for the Mount St. Joseph Lions, but on the hill for the DePauw Tigers will be Kirsten Brayton, and Brayton is a right-hander. She was 4-0 and on the season, Chris. <laughs> Cam McCool's sister went down and got the pom-poms, and she's going to play cheerleader here today. She's been cheering her sister on all year long from the stands, and the fans have been really into this and uh, got a chance to talk to them a little bit in between games, and they're just so proud of the effort and uh, really excited for these two games against DePaul, hopefully, and just can't speak enough of what the fight and the grit of this team has been all about all season long. Well, we're getting set to get this one underway as Brayton on the mound getting set to hit the top of the order for the Lions in Aaliyah Tucker, Brooke Otto, 
and Elizabeth Ivers. The Lions got here by winning two to nothing earlier today. That was, by the way, the first shutout in this tournament. First and only to this point. So we're set to get this one underway. Tucker, right-handed batter, coming in hitting 444 on the season. And the first pitch of the ball game is down low for a ball, 1-0. Uh, really, Aliyah's had really good at-bats here the last two days. They've really been patient, making pitchers throw to her. And when she finds a pitch, she's able to put good wood on it. That pitch is upstairs for a ball, 2-0. Two and zero to Tucker, and the pitch is over at the knees for a called strike. Temperature eighty six degrees as we open this one up, and that pitch floats upstairs. Three and one to Aaliyah. Already here with a really good at bat by Aaliyah, making her throw pitches. 3-1 count, see if she can't get something to drive here. Three balls, one strike to Tucker. The wind and the pitch swung on and fouled straight back against the screen. And the count now full at 3-2. and two. I think it's really important to be patient at the plate. Uh, we were really patient against Cammie Henry for most of the game on Thursday, and it really paid dividends. Uh, so we'll see what the Lions hit her do here early in this ball game and see if we can't be patient and make her throw a lot of pitches. Three and two the pitch. That pitch swung on and fouled over the third base dugout. Out of play. Count stays three and two. Of course, Henry pitched the game last night against Calvin, which everybody got home about 9.30 here central time, about 10 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock. So Henry not pitching this first game. And they're going with Brayton. And the three-two pitch to Tucker swung on. Line down the left field line. And it is gone! Just inside the foul pole. And Tucker has let off this game with a solo shot. The Mount leads it one to nothing. They continue to pitch to her, and she continues to deliver. The senior coming up big time for the Lions in this regional tournament. She continues to showcase why she is one of the best players in the country, Dave. A solo shot to lead this game off. Well, Aaliyah thought she was back in the hotel because she just got served up a room service fastball, and she delivered it 220 feet over the left field fence. And the Lions have jumped out on top of this one immediately, one to nothing, and it brings up Brooke Otto. Brooke's been playing outstanding defense. She got a home run yesterday, and uh, she's been really good at the plate. So this senior-led team. That pitch a called strike. Senior-led team continues to deliver in big-time moments for them. Sarah Miller, Brooke Otto, Gracie Woodyard, Aaliyah Tucker, and then obviously Liv Berger in there just taking care of everybody in the dugout. Pitch to Otto is just off the outside corner. One and one for Tucker, her ninth homer of the year, her second home run of this tournament. One and one, the count, that pitch by Otto. Boy, she took a great hack at an inside changeup and missed it, one and two. That ball off Aaliyah's bat just jumped right off the bat and took it out to deep left field, and that's two big-time home runs for her in back-to-back days. Elizabeth Ivers is on deck. The one-two pitch to Otto, high and outside, taken for a ball, two and two. Good job by Brooke Otto here, being patient, making her throw pitches. She's going to have you come to you here, 2-2 count. She's going to have to give you something over the plate to hit. And the 2-2 pitch to the plate, swung on, foul tip, stayed alive. And Brooke takes a big sigh of relief as she managed to keep that one staying alive. Jose Travis is the home plate umpire here this afternoon. Chad Vanderstelt 
is down the first base line, and Bob Barnett is at third base. Your NCAA umpires. And the 2-2 pitch swung on and grounded to second. Anderson grabs it to her left, throws the first in time for the first out of the ball game. Hard hit ball by Brooke to the second baseman, and really nice play. And she was able to gather that up. Anderson at second for DePaul, get the first out of the inning. You know, the temperature may be 86, and we talked about this in the first game, Chris, but it doesn't feel 86 out there. Doesn't feel as warm as it was yesterday. Kind of overcast skies. The sun's not out, so it doesn't feel as hot. What a way here in the inning. one nothing mound on the home run by Tucker, and it brings up Elizabeth Ivers. Ivers hitting 304 in the tournament, 1 for 10 with a ribby, and she swings and misses at that first offering. Ivers has been outstanding behind the plate. Threw out a big-time runner yesterday versus Calvin. Threw out a couple the other day on Thursday and Friday. So she's been really playing her part behind the plate and delivering offensively as she has all year long. All in one the count to Ivers. We'll check the defense. For DePaul right after this. That pitch is high and outside. Wick is in left. Geary in center. Bernard in right. Bratcher is at third. Smith at short. Anderson at second. Price is at first. St. Germain behind the plate with Brayton on the mound. One and one the count to Elizabeth Ivers. And Brayton's pitch. That one is a change up. Just missed the outside corner. Two and one. Ivers steps out of the batter's box. Ahead in the count, two and one. Brayton, the right-hander, shifts into the motion. And that pitch is a called strike on the outside part of the plate. And the count goes to two and two. Sarah Miller is on deck, today's starting pitcher. one nothing. Mount leads it. And the 2-2 pitch swung on and grounded wide of short. Coming over to Smith. Throw across in time to get Ivers for the second out of the inning. Nice play by Smith at short. It was a couple couple high hops to her. She was able to glove it and to throw out Ivers at first for the second out. And Brayton's really kind of settled in after the leadoff home run to Tucker. Brings up Sarah Miller. Miller picked up an RBI in the first game. She's got 33 on the year in the tournament, hitting two for nine. Came in batting 336 on the season. She's today's starting pitcher for the mount, and she swings and misses at that drop pitch, 0-1. Sarah delivered two big hits for the mount in the earlier game against Calvin. RBI that was able to push that to a one nothing lead, so Sarah's been dominant all weekend long. And the 0-1, Miller takes it inside for a ball, 1-1. One one. Casey Bramble is on deck talking with first base coach Dee Dee Morris, and down in the third base coach's box is Beth Goderwitz. And the 1-1 pitch to the plate. Change up. Hits the outside corner. 1-2. and two. Nice change up by Brayton right there. Was able to get it over across the outside corner and had Sarah kind of buckled at the knees right there. One ball, two strikes, two down in the inning. And Brayton's pitch swung on and missed. Miller strikes out swinging. So after giving up the leadoff home run by Aaliyah Tucker, Brayton settles down, retires three straight. But in the inning, one run, one hit, no errors, and the Lions left nobody on. We head to the bottom of the first. It's the Mount St. Joseph Lions 1, DePaul coming to bat on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. 
Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Sarah Miller, the starting pitcher today for the Lions, 16-4 and on the year. She pitched five innings in the first game, gave up two hits. Walked one, struck out three in the ball game. She picked up the win to pick up her 17th win of the year. And she will start today against this DePaul lineup. Of course, you've got to get to game two. You have to win game one. And right now, Erica Hanrahan saving her ace for game two. And Cammie Henry and the Lions are going with their ace, although... You kind of got one and then one A as far as the aces are concerned with Cam McCool. Yeah, you got to continue to do what got you here as far as uh, going Sarah Cam. It's worked all year long, so why not change? Don't want to change anything up in a championship game. So see if Sarah can continue to give us everything she's got, and uh, Cam will be ready to go whenever her number is called. Bernard hitting 397 on the year, the right fielder, left-handed batter, leading it off. Bernard, one homer, 15 RBIs. And the first pitch to her is taken outside for a ball, 1-0. Then comes Kate Geary and Paige Price. Bernard, the right fielder. Into the line, Miller and the pitch swung on and tapped foul. Picked up by Ivers, so it is officially foul now. A couple names to watch in this DePaul lineup is uh, Becca St. Germain and Drew Bratcher, kind of in that middle part of that lineup. They're really tough outs, all-conference players in all region for St. Germain. Of course, Erica Hanrahan loves to substitute, so there'll be a lot of those today. That pitch is swung and drove deep foul, but into the right field corner by Bernard. And the count now goes to one and two. You mentioned that uh, Coach Hanrahan just likes to rotate players, pinch hits, Substitution on the base path defensively. She's not afraid to use anybody on that roster. Miller, the senior, started game one today. Starting game two also, crosses her arms and into the one-two delivery. That is a change-up that floats just high. And the count now two and two. Sarah's change-up's really been working all weekend long. Just missed that on the outside corner. Bernard, two and two to the lefty. Fincham playing in at third. Outfield straight away and at medium depth. And the 2-2 pitch to the plate. Swung on, tapped foul. Ivers will pick it up behind home plate. Count stays 2-2. Two and two. 200 down each line here at Millican University Workman Field. 220 to dead center field. 2 balls, 2 strikes to the leadoff hitter. 
for DePaul in this first inning of play. And that pitch swung on and grounded to second. Hodge runs to her left, throw to first in time. My Hodge continues to make play after play over at second base, showing off that defensive glove as she had to go a little bit to her left, deep into the hole and able to make the out to Gabbard at first for the first out of the inning. Outstanding play by Ma Hodge as it continues as she was brilliant in the morning game. So one away. Those plays are becoming just routine. Routine for Hodge. The middle part of this, or the middle infield for this team is legit. Geary with one away. Right-handed batter takes that first pitch inside for a ball. Geary hitting 294 on the year. Geary chokes up just a little bit on the bat. And the 1-0 is, looks like a curveball. And the count is 1-1 one and one as the president of the university, Dr. Williams, makes his way in. I think they missed the first game, but they're here for the second game. Him and his wife just came into the stands. 1-1 one and one the count. Boy, he was their cheerleader yesterday. And the 1-1 one, one pitch taken upstairs by Geary, 2-1. and one. If he's anything like he was yesterday, he's sitting right in the middle of the DePaul fans, second row behind home plate. He has brought a lot of energy to him yesterday. I'm sure he will be the same this he, afternoon. He would have gone crazy on that play by Tucker in the first game. <laughs> yes. 2-1 and one the pitch to Geary. Swung on a grounder to third. Nice backhanded stop by Fincham on the line. Throw across in time, 2 away. Nice play by the freshman over at third base. The backhand on the left field line was able to gather it and make the throw over for out number two. And it brings up Paige Price. Price hitting 370 on the year. The first baseman today. Last night she caught. Hadn't seen her catch all year, but she did a very good job behind the plate. Catching Cammy Henry. Stands deep in the batter's box. And the two-out pitch to Price is taken low and outside for a ball. Price hit a home run off Miller in the regular season matchup at DePaul. The Lions won that 8-2, to obviously. DePaul won that game 3-1 to on Thursday, so the series is even at 1-1 on the season. Price on the year, four homers, 17 RBIs, and the 1-0 pitch is swung and tapped foul over on the third base side. Count evens up at 1-1. One and one. Boy, just a gorgeous day here today. Sun behind the clouds. But the temperature ran around 85, 86 degrees. That pitch swung on and tapped foul and out of play but right behind us. And the count now one and two. Millican University's been outstanding all weekend long. Really good job of hosting this NCAA regional. Beautiful facility. Excellent staff. They've done an outstanding job this weekend. We really appreciate everything they've done. Really enjoyed Brian Marshall's company, except for his Cubs hat. And the 1-2 swung on and lined up the gap in left center field for a base hit. That'll go all the way to the wall. Price is going to round into second. Otto picks it up, gets it in, and holds Paige Price to a two-out double. Nice pit, nice play by Price. She got a pitch on the outside corner and kind of went with it. Was able to drive it out into left center field up against the wall and for a stand-up double. Anna brings up. The cleanup hitter, Becca St. Germain. Germain hitting 418 on the year, three homers, 33 RBIs, the catcher. Right-handed batter, and she has been dynamite all year long for Erica Hanrahan's Tigers. One-nothing mount here in the bottom of the first inning, two down, prices at second. 
And Miller moves into the wind, and the pitch is inside for a ball. Nobody better play at the plate here for DePaul. St. Germain, all-conference, all-region. She's been outstanding. Plays catcher quite a bit. Obviously, offensively, her numbers are off the charts, so big opportunity for DePaul to try to tie this game up. 1-0 the count with two down. And that pitch is over but low, 2-0. And as you can imagine, Kay McCool down the right field line in the bullpen, getting loose, just waiting for her number to be called, as she will always be ready. Sarah down in the count, as she has been for most of this inning, 2-0. And the pitch is upstairs, 3-0. I don't think she wants to give Jermaine anything close to the strike zone. It's not looking like a 3-0 count here. You might be better off to just put her on and, and get after number five. Well, you got Kramer coming up fifth, and she's batting 211 on the year. And, of course, you know the Lions coaching staff knows that. So the 3-0 pitch to Jermaine is a called strike over the outside corner. Three and one now the count. Three and one, two down. Price is at second after her double. And the pitch to the plate, high and outside, ball four. St. Germain takes the walk. Runners at first and second, and that'll bring up Kramer. And again, I don't think they really wanted to have anything to do with St. Germain. And, well, now check it. Who do we have up now? This is going to be, yes, Kaylee Kramer. They had her number 22, but she's actually number 5. She wore both numbers. She's a left-handed batter. And that pitch is taken at the knees over the corner. Called strike one. Nice job by Sarah to get ahead here. DePaul's got runners on first and second. Two outs. Kramer looking to deliver a base hit to tie this game up. She came in in a pitch hitting situation last night. Delivered it. Yeah, delivered a base hit down the left field line for to score two runs. And the 0-1 pitch swung on. Fly ball left center field. Going over his auto. Got a good jump and backhands the catch for the third out of the inning. So, DePaul threatens but does not score. They get no runs on. One base hit. They leave two on and no Mountaineers as we head to the second inning. It's the Mount 1 and DePaul nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade, and Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCohost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCohost. I wanted to grow my leadership skills, but with work and a busy life, how could I fit it all in? Then I learned Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's program in organizational leadership. For about one Saturday a month, I studied and refined my leadership skills alongside working professionals and top-notch professors. I'm now the leader I set out to be. The Mount's organizational leadership program helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu. 
Casey Bramble will lead it off for the Lions here in the top of the second inning. They lead it one to nothing. It'll be Bramble, Hodge, and Woodyard. Bramble four for eight in the tournament. She was two for three earlier today. Right-handed batter. As soon as I said she was struggling at the plate, she picked up two base hits. She'll square to bunt, then pull it back and take the first pitch outside and low for a ball. One and oh. Casey Bramble, sophomore, took control of left field and uh, she's done took it and ran with it. She's had an outstanding conference tournament last weekend and she's putting together a pretty solid regional weekend as well. And the 1-0 pitch to Casey is a floater up around the letters, 2-0. Two base hits against DePaul on Thursday, so did a really good job against one of the best pitchers in the country. Outfield straight away, medium depth, although Wick is playing deeper in left field. That pitch swung on and missed, tied her up with an inside changeup. Two and one. DePaul's got a pitcher moving around in the bullpen down there, number 23, Riley Magoon. I don't think you're going to see anything out of Cammie Henry unless they get a lead in the last couple innings. Until maybe the next game. Two and one the count. That pitch, Bramble squared to bunt, missed it, called strike, two and two. St. Germain may have taken that one off the inside of her thigh as she's trying to walk it off. Now it gets back behind the plate. Two and two to Bramble. And the pitch swung on and tapped weakly to third. Grabbing it as Bratcher. Throw across is in time to get Casey. And there's one away. Really been impressed with Bratcher all weekend long for DePaul, third baseman. She gets a ball over here for the ground out. Able to get Bramble out on the out. But she's been pretty good defensively down at third base for DePaul. Yeah, really good down there. And she's also an excellent hitter. And she'll lead it off in the next inning for DePaul. Coming up now, Maya Hodge. Hodge 358 on the season, one for six in this tournament with an RBI on a sacrifice fly. Hodge, the second baseman, really has been sparkling defensively today. Taps that one foul. Outside the third base coach's box, 0-1. Maya's really put together a really solid freshman year. First team, all-conference. Obviously, arguably, could have been freshman of the year and then obviously has been outstanding defensively and offensively throughout most of the year and been really tough defensively today. You keep saying that, arguably, and I keep arguing that she was. No doubt about it. The newcomer of the year, and she taps that one foul again also, 0-2. One down. 0-2 the count, and the pitch swung on and tapped the third, coming over Bratcher to her left, throws the first in time to get Hodge, and there's two away. Bratcher had to move a couple steps over to her left, was able to gather it down the third base side, and was able to get Hodge, speedy Hodge, so nice play again by Bratcher down at third. And that'll bring up Woodyard. Woodyard, hitting 304 on the air, has not gotten a hit. In this regional tournament. And the two out pitch to the plate is outside. 1-0. Matter of fact, Gracie really has not seen much action in right field during this entire tournament. Yeah, the only conversation we really talked to her about is the sack fly on Thursday against DePaul. And the 1-0 swung on and grounded in the backhand. Backhand by Smith. Throw across in time. Boy, Paige Price, nice stretch at first base. And a 1-2-3 inning here for... 
the Mount St. Joseph Lions. We head to the bottom of the second. It is one nothing Mount on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, the Lions go one, two, three. They lead it one to nothing heading into the bottom of the second inning. It will be Drew Bratcher, Grace Smith, and Jade Mejia Wick coming up here in the inning for DePaul. Came in with a record of 37 and two. They have won 21 in a row. One to nothing Lions as we head into the bottom of the second inning. Leading off for the Tigers in the bottom of the second inning is the junior from Naperville, Illinois, Hallie Bringer. I believe it's going to be Drew Bratcher is the hitter. Bratcher, the third baseman, will lead it off, hitting 338 on the year, right-handed batter, the third baseman. Here in the second inning of play. And Miller's first pitch of the inning to Bratcher is taken over the outside corner, called strike one. Bratcher had a really nice day on Thursday against the Lions. Two hits, one walk, and uh, she really had an outstanding day. Two of the four hits for DePaul on Thursday. Miller and the pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed. Boy, she had Bratcher way out in front of that changeup, one and one. Oh, and two, excuse me. Miller's changeup's really been effective this weekend, and you can show it right there on Bratcher. She was way out in front. Smith on deck, then Mejia Wick. In a one nothing game, Bratcher down in the count 0-2, and, and the pitch outside, just off the corner. And the count now goes to 1-2. and two. Not a bad miss right there for Sarah. Try to get Bratcher to chase something on the outside corner and just missed 1-2 count. Sarah pitched five innings in the first game. McCool went the last two. And the 1-2 pitch swung on a miss. Went for a high offering. Strike three. Got Bratcher swinging at something high up in the zone. Good job by Sarah Miller for the first out at the bottom of the second. First strike out of the game issued by Sarah Miller. And it brings up Grace Smith. Smith hitting 371. The shortstop made an excellent play in the top of the inning. Right-handed batter. Smith, one homer this year, 15 RBIs. Into the wind is Miller, and that pitch backs Smith away from the plate, 1-0. Might have been a purpose pitch, because when you look where Smith is standing, it is way up close to home plate in the back of the batter's box. And... Miller into the wind, and the pitch swung on and lined over the head of Fincham down the left field line. Going over to get it is Bramble, and she'll get it in quickly, but going into second base 
with a sliding double is Grace Smith. Nice hit by Smith. She was able to get something up in her zone. Nice line drive over the head of Casey Fincham at third, and it went all the way down the left field line. Bramble came across, but uh, with Smith's speed, she was able to get up in there for a double. So Jade Mejia-Wick will come up to the plate. Boy, she has had an outstanding tournament. Tough little ball player here. The left fielder hitting 302. Wick on the year. Has one homer, 10 RBI. She's in the eighth spot. Tying run is at second base for DePaul. Second inning in a row that they've had a runner at second. And the pitch to the plate is on the outside corner for a called strike. Wick had an RBI against the mound on Thursday. And like you said, she's had a really good tournament for the Tigers of DePaul. 0-1. Miller. Checking out Smith at second. And the pitch squaring to Bunn is Mejia Wick, and she bunts it foul back up against the screen, 0-2. Sarah heading the count, 0-2. Nothing over the zone here. you got one or two pitches to waste on, on Wick. On deck is the pitcher, Kirsten Brayton. 0-2 the count with a runner at second, one away, and the pitch is just down too low, 1-2. and two. The ball coming into today's contest, the only undefeated team in the Great Lakes region and number one in the country. 1-2 and two the count. And the one-out pitch to the plate, swung on line, foul over the third base dugout. Not sure what that lady is doing behind the third base dugout, but she had her back to the infield, putting something in a bag, and she did not see that ball just go flying about ten feet over her head. One and two the count. And the pitch to the plate swung and popped up on the infield. Coming over is Casey Fincham to grab it near the mound for the second out of the inning. Nice job by Miller to get Wick to pop up into the infield. Casey Fincham again takes control and gathers the pop-up for the second out of the inning. And here comes the first of probably about the next 9,000 changes that Erica Hanrahan is going to make in this game. She has got a 40-man roster, and she uses just about 38 of the players in and out when you've got re-entry. We are going to have, well, Kirsten Brayton, I believe, is going to come up and hit. No, nope. nope. it's going to be Barnett coming up and hitting. So Barnett will be the hitter, pinch hitting for Brayton. Skyler Barnett hitting 333 on the year. And I am not joking when I say that Erica Hanrahan makes changes galore. First pitch swung on a miss by the lefty Barnett on one. She uses a lot of players, and with the re-entry, it's almost double what she has on her roster. And then she'll change positions. Owen won the count to Barnett, and that pitch is high and outside for a ball, 1-0. She does a good job as far as using everybody on the roster. So if you're in that DePaul dugout, you've got to be ready at any time. You may be a pinch hitter, pinch runner. You might be going in for a defensive substitution. You better be involved in the game if you're over there. One and one the count, two down. Smith had a one-out double. She's still at second. And the one-one pitch. Low and outside, two and one. 
We've seen this song and dance out of Sarah Miller several times this year, trying to get into a rhythm. And the 2-1 pitch to the plate, swung on and grounded foul wide of first. And the count now 2-2. Two and two. She continues just like game one to just kind of take her time, a couple deep breaths in between each pitch, and just kind of relax and deliver and let this defense play behind her. They came in ranked 11th in the country defensively coming into this weekend. Into the wind is Miller and delivers the 2-2. Swung on, popped out into short center field, going back Tucker, and she made a backhanded catch with her back to the infield. Another spectacular catch by Aaliyah Tucker to end the inning, and that raises President Williams to his feet. We head to the third. It is still one nothing mount on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options, free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar Store, or delivered to your off-campus residence. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center. I can't put a big enough star next to that one from Aaliyah Tucker. That's, that's two plays by Aaliyah Tucker that should be on the Sports Center top ten tonight. The diving catch in the short left field in game one, and that one was a basket catch behind her head, running out towards the outfield and saved another run. She's been outstanding defensively. Yeah, I mean, the, the first one in the first game, the backhanded catch on the foul line, that was number one. And the ESPN top ten number two should be that one, no matter what happens today. So the Lions lead it off. Rachel Gabbard fouls that one off the catcher. Owen won the count. Want to say hello to her grandmother, Annette Hagedorn. Rachel has had a great tournament, hitting 4-11, 2 for 6 here at Milliken. And that pitch swung on, and she keeps it going. Base hit into left field. Every time you say her grandmother's name, she delivers with a base hit, and that one on the left side of the infield in between the third baseman and the shortstop for the single. I am contractually obligated to bring up her grandmother's name every time she comes to the plate. And now the Lions will be making some move, and it will be Alyssa Whitmer coming in to run for Rachel Gabbard at first base. As we've done most of the year, Alyssa Whitmer does come in and run for Rachel Gabbard. Gives us a little bit more speed on the bases. Alyssa, Alyssa Whitmer has been really good as a pinch runner for the mount. And that gets the Lions fans up on their feet. Nobody down. Whitmer now at first in place of Gabbard. And it brings up Casey Fincham. And with the exception of the previous game, Fincham has been a sacrifice machine this year for the Lions. Definitely fully expect that to happen right here. So does DePaz. They come in at the corners. She squares. Gets, ball gets away from the catcher, St. Germain. And Whitmer's going to go down to second. 
I still think you keep the sack bunt on here to try to get Whitmere to third with only one out. She got away from a pitch, got away from the catcher right there, and uh, Whitmer was able to get up to second. Did that ball hit the turt, the dirt? I'm not sure if it did, but we're going to say a pass ball because St. Germain normally makes those plays. 1-0 the count. Now the bunt may be off for Fincham with Tucker on deck. Nobody down. Whitmer at second. And the pitch she does squares, put it out in front of the plate. Nice bunt! Throw to first base, and she beat it out! Really job, really good job by Fincham. We've talked about how good she's been. She led the conference in sack bunts. That time she laid a bunt perfectly right in front of the home plate back. She got a good jump out of the box and was able to get on there safe. And now we've got runners on the corners with no outs. And the MVP of the regional tournament coming up, Aaliyah Tucker. It brings up Aaliyah Tucker. Tucker, now we will have another pinch runner, I believe, for Fincham. And normally that would be Leslie. And now DePaul's coach comes out, and uh, she's actually telling Aaliyah, really good job on that play. So good sportsmanship, and it looks like we may have a pitching change coming potentially. Well, Erica Hanrahan is going to go out to the mound and talk with Brayton. The pinch runner for the Lions will be number 31, Haley Johnson from Oregon. So Johnson is into the ball game now, so Johnson comes in to run for Fincham. This will be her first appearance. In nope, the they tournament. switched the pitch runners to number two, Allie Lang. So Allie Lang is going to come in. Allie Lang's been battling an injury for most of the back part of the season, and it's good to see her healthy, and she's going to be able to help the Lions out in this NCAA regional tournament. Yeah, she's had the ankle injury, but she appears to be at full strength, and when she is, she can fly around the bases. Yeah, this is a good move by Beth Goddard, head coach of the Lions, to put Lang out. So now you've got speed at the corners with Whitmere and Lang. So interested to see. Yesterday in this situation, we did not try to take second. We'll see what they do here in this situation. See what they do with Lang. Allie on the year, one for one in stolen base attempts. But as we said, she's been battling an ankle injury most of the year. She didn't play the second half of the season. So Whitmer is at third. Lang at first. And the pitch to Tucker. There goes Lang. She's going to slide head first as Tucker took that pitch high and outside for a ball. 1-0 and and Lang goes into second safely. So now runners at second and third. Yeah, nice job by the Lions there to take second as the uh, DePaul Tigers elect not to throw down. Now we've got something going here. Runners at second and third. No outs. Aaliyah Tucker at the plate. It wouldn't surprise me right now if DePaul just decides to pitch around Tucker. That yep. pitch outside 2-0. It's what it looks like is going to happen. They've got the infield in. They'll probably pinch around. Load the bases up with no outs and try to get after Otto, Miller, and Ivers. Tucker's last time up, she hit a home run to lead off the ball game. That's why we're at 1-0. And that pitch, 3-0. They're not giving her anything over the plate. This is basically an intentional walk here for Aaliyah Tucker. Throw it close enough over there. You could pop it down the right field line, but... Take base runners right here. And the 3-0 pitch. Threw it way outside. Ball four. So Tucker walks. You want to talk about a big opportunity for the Lions, Dave. Bases loaded. No outs. In the middle part of the lineup. Coming up to really open this ball game up. Nobody warming up, it appears, for DePaw down in the bullpen. Unless they've got the reliever already to come in if need be. Speed on every bag for the Lions right here. Nobody out. And the pitch to Brooke Otto. Swung on it. Grounded to short. Coming home to the shortstop. There's one. Throw back to first. Not in time to get Otto. 
but the runner is out at home, so DePaul gets one out. Nice play by Smith, the shortstop. It was a hard-hit ball right to her. She was able to come home for the force out for the first out of the inning. Everybody moved up a bag. You've got Lang at third, Tucker at second, Otto at first. Still speed on the bases with B. Ivers coming up. Elizabeth Ivers, 32 RBIs on the year. She bounced a short her last time up, and the infield still for DePaul playing in. Ivers, right-handed batter. Base is still juiced. And the pitch swung on, grounded into center field, base hit. Coming home to score is Lang, rounding third and coming home to score with a head first slide is Tucker. Going back to second on a head first dive is Otto ahead of the throw. And the Lions lead it three to nothing. B. Ivers continues to deliver with runners on, Dave. Like you said, she comes up big day after day. And now Lang was able to score, and Tucker scores, and the Lions take a 3 nothing lead with only one out and runners on first and second. Great job by B. Ivers to take a pitch, dribble it up through the middle, and that allowed Lang and Tucker to score for a 3 nothing lead. And coming to the mound again will be Erica Hanrahan, and that will do it for Kirsten Brayton. We're going to have a pitching change call to the bullpen as we head into this call to the bullpen. It's the Mount 3, DePaul nothing here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees, creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds, and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. Well, Riley Magoon will be the new pitcher now for DePaul coming in to replace Kirsten Brayton for Magoon on the year. This will be her 17th appearance. She is 6-0 on the year with a 1.26 ERA. She has struck out 20, walked 25, so she does have some control issues, and she's coming in with runners at first and second. And Sarah Miller coming up. This will be the second time the Lions have seen Riley Magoon. We did get to see her in that regular season matchup up at DePaul. She threw six six innings, six hits, two runs, and two walks, and six strikeouts. Miller struck out her first time up, and the pitch is taken at the letters for a called strike 0-1. The Lions still have speed on the bases. Otto at second, Ivers at first. Sarah looking to drive a ball out into the outfield. Will be aggressive and send Otto. Infield playing back now. Lions with a three to nothing lead. And that pitch is a ball too low. It was over but low. One and one to count. Boy, Sarah could use a nice little base hit here to help her confidence. That pitch swung on and grounded a short. Smith comes in, throws the third for the force out there to get Otto. And there's two away. So the fielder's choice 
puts Miller at first, Ivers at second, and it brings up Casey Bramble. Nice play again by Smith. Heads up play. Knew she had the force out at third. Had a ball hit right to her at the shortstop position. Goes right over to Bratcher at third for the force out, second out of the inning. But the Lions still have first and second. Ivers at second. Miller at first and Bramble. The pitch gets away from St. Germain, and the runners will advance. Heads up, base running. The pitch got away from her, and uh, I we think move Jermaine up. got crossed up. It looked like she was expecting some sort of a changeup or a breaking pitch, and that pitch just went zooming right by her, Chris. 1 0 the count. Into the wind is Riley, and the pitch. Magoon watches it go too low, 2 0. Talked about Casey Bramble on Thursday against DePaul. She was able to go two for three, see if she can deliver another big-time base hit for the Lions in her sophomore campaign. Bramble, four for nine in the tournament through this game. That pitch swung on, fouled straight back. With no net there, I would have barehanded that. We got the window cracked up here in the press box. I would have definitely had that. No. (laughs) No chance. (laughs) No chance. Oh... The delusions of a dreamer. <laughs> Two and one, the count. Swung on and grounded wide of third, but coming over Bratcher to grab it, throw across in time, and the Lions are retired here in the inning. But in the inning, they pick up two big runs on three base hits, no errors, and they leave two on as we head to the bottom of the third. It's the Mount Three, the pawn nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Changing lives is what great teachers do. And as I saw more students struggling to read, I looked to Mount St. Joseph University for help. The Mount is a national leader in reading science with highly effective research-based methods. Their faculty equipped me to teach students with a range of learning differences, and I was able to make an immediate impact in the classroom. The Mount's fully online reading science program helped me climb higher in my career, but more importantly, is improving the lives of my students. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash read. They say that great teams are built on teamwork, unity, and camaraderie. They say that great teams succeed when everyone's voice is heard, when everyone's included. Live together, build together. We lift each other up. They say it takes a lot of hard work to be a great team. So we say, let's get to it. Well, let's get to it as the Lions are on top of this one by a score of three to nothing. Elizabeth Ivers delivers again, back-to-back days delivering. She's been doing it all year long. Runners in scoring positions. He's able to single up the middle for two runs, and the Lions are able to extend that lead to 3 nothing in the bottom of the third. Kelsey Bernard will lead it off. It's the top of the order for DePaul. Then comes Kate Geary and Paige Price. Bernard grounded to second. What an excellent play by Maya Hodge. It's almost like every time we mention Hodge's name, it's an excellent play. So as we head to the bottom of the third, 3 nothing. The Lions on top of it. Miller could use a real easy inning here against the top of this order. But Bernard, a tough out. And the pitch down low and inside for a ball. Yeah, you look at the top of this lineup. Bernard, Geary, Price, St. Germain, and Kramer, and Bratcher. I mean, they're tough all the way through one through six in this lineup. One through 
one through six is outstanding, and they're going to look to try to get something going here for DePaul's offense. One and oh, Miller. Rocks into the motion. The pitch swung on, popped up near third base. Tucker comes over near the foul line behind the bag, and she'll take it for the first out. Nice job by Leah. Calling off Fincham. It was a high pop-up right behind the third base bag, and Tucker was able to gather it and called Fincham off for the first out of the inning. And that brings up Kate Geary, the center fielder, who's 0 for 1, grounded to third. By the way, the Sandy bus driver watch is on. She is back over, standing on the ramp. Watching this one. Her and Dee Dee's mom, Kim Nutt, have been standing toe-to-toe all weekend long. And the one-out pitch of the plate swung on. Fly ball, center field. Almost in her tracks is Otto to grab it for the second out of the inning. Brooke Otto continues to look so smooth out there in center field. Had to take one or two steps up, able to gather it for the second out of the inning. So two away, and it brings up Paige Price, who doubled up the left center field gap her first time up. To me, this is the toughest hitter in the DePaul lineup. This girl is tough to pitch to. She had a home run off Sarah Miller in the regular season, obviously the double. She was a big involvement in Thursday's play on the throwing area that allowed two runs to score. That pitch swung on and lined into center field for a base hit. She is two for two in the ballgame. Right on cue. She takes first pitch swinging, singles it out into center field, and was able to get on. Price has been pretty tough against the Lions in this regular season and regional matchup. And now that brings up Becca St. Germain. You know, Germain getting the equipment off. She walked her first time up. Lions did not want to have anything to do with her with first base open her last time up. And now she comes up with a runner at first base. And two outs. Price is five for five in stolen base attempts this year. Into the wind, Miller. And the pitch to St. Germain. Swung, fly ball, center field, going back auto. And she could got her glove on it, but couldn't get it in. Price is going to round third. Throw comes home. Nice stop by Ivers, but Price stops at third. And standing at second base will be St. Germain. Back-to-back hits for DePaul as they've got something going with a two-out rally. Price was able to single to middle, and then St. Germain with a shot off the bat just outside of the glove reach of Brooke Otto. But Brooke did a really good job of not panicking, getting it back into the second baseman, Maya Hodge, and holding DePaul to second and third. Well, she almost brought that thing down. She hit her glove, juggled it, almost came down with it with her bare hand, but it fell to the turf. But she got a hold of it, like you said, and got it back to the infield quickly. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Now it'll bring up Kaylee Kramer. Kramer with two down, two on, and first base open. And the pitch is a called strike. 0-1. I was going to say this is a big out for Sarah. If she can get us this out, we'll be on the watch for Cam McCool. As Sarah did throw quite a bit of innings on Thursday against DePaul, so they have seen Sarah quite a bit. 0-1 the count. Into the wind, Miller. And the pitch. Swung on, popped up to short. Tucker comes in, now goes back, takes it, and that's the end of the inning. So DePaul, again, threatens, but does not score. No runs, two hits, no errors. They leave two on base. We head to the fourth. It's 2 nothing Mount in this elimination game on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mount St. Joseph University and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute-by-minute scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event, all in one spot. 
Check out ultimatesportstalk.com every day for your sports fix. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Well, your line score heading into the fourth inning of play. For the Mount, three runs, four hits, no errors. They've left two on base. And for DePauw, no runs, four hits, no errors. And they have left five on base heading into this fourth inning. Lions on top of it, three to nothing. And Riley Magoon, who came in to replace Brayton in the third inning, will be back out on the mound. Fairly evident that Cammy Henry is going to be held until that second game, if it does get to a second game. But I'll tell you one thing, if DePaul gets the lead in the next couple innings, you're going to see Henry come in and slam the door. Yes, he's not up moving around anything in the bullpen yet. Looks like number 33, Annika Garewood, is down there moving around now. Everybody in that DePaul dugout in the pitching staff is moving around except for Cammy Henry, as he, like you said. Henry, Henry may be back at the hotel taking a nap. Ready to go for game two if yeah. we get there. we got a long way to go. 3-0, and leading it off is Hodge, Woodyard, and Gabbard. And Hodge takes that one upstairs for a ball, 1-0. Talked about this bottom part of the lineup. They've really been effective for the Lions offense, and see if they can't come up with another run right here. Into the wind by Magoon in the pitch. Over but low, 2-0. Loser goes home. The winner goes to Virginia. I've always heard Virginia's nice this year, time of year. Not maybe this year, but this time of year. And the 2-0, 3-0, as that skipped away from St. Germain. 3-0, the count to Maya Hodge. Hodge grounded a third her first time up. She's one for seven in the tourney. Into the line, Magoon in the pitch, taking all the way as Hodge for a strike, 3-1. and one. Yeah, 3-0 count. Hodge taken all the way there. Magoon's able to throw one right down Broadway for a 3-1 count. Into the wind, Magoon, and the pitch. That's up too high. Ball four. Nice job by Maya. Came up. we able to get a base on ball, and looks like we probably should play a little small ball here with Gracie Woodyard coming up. Well, it's been a difficulty that the Lions have had here in this tournament, laying down successful bunts. Fincham has really been the only one that's been successful at it, and it brings up Gracie Woodyard to attempt it with Hodge at first base. In close is Bratcher at third, and the pitch. Woodyard pulls the bat back, takes the ball. Nice job by Woodyard. She was attempting the bunt, came up in on her hands for a ball, and she was able to pull it back. And if we can get Hodge to second, that would bring up one of the hottest hitters in the lineup, Rachel Gabbert, hitting 4-11 coming into this regional tournament. And the pitch swung, bunted right out in front of the plate. Good bunt. Price picks it up, throws to first in time. Anderson made a nice catch. 
to save that one from going down the right field line, but the sacrifice is complete, and Hodges at second. Nice job by Gracie Woodyard to get a job done, put that bunt down. Awesome play by Price. She was able to spin around. She's a left-handed first baseman, spun around and threw it down to Anderson for the first out of the ball, or I, first out of this inning. Sorry. I really like Price. She is just she's an tough. excellent ball player. Yeah, she's good defensively. Obviously, can play behind the plate, play first, and the hitting. She's been outstanding for DePaul. Yep. Brings up Rachel Gabbard, and again her grandmother, Annette Hagedorn, watching this one, and it's a fair ball down the left field line! That'll go all the way to the fence, coming home to score is Hodge, and Gabbard's going to go into second with a stand-up double! Rachel Gabbard's grandmother has been the story the last couple weeks. Every single time you have said it, Rachel Gabbard continues to deliver, and she delivers a two run or a double down the left field line that scores Hodge, and now the Lions lead it four to nothing. Mrs. Hagedorn, I've got to meet you because you have got the luck of the Irish. I'll tell you, it is now a four to nothing ball game. The Lions on top of it, and now Paige Price is coming into the dugout, and we may have a change. Looks like she's taping up her cleat. Ah, maybe she popped a tire. You want to talk about a kid who stayed hot two weekends? She had a hot season all along for the Lions. Rachel Gabbert coming into this tournament hitting 411, and she was outstanding last weekend in the conference tournament and has continued that this weekend in the NCAA Regional. Well, she's two for two in this ball game. She's now four for eight in the tournament, 500. She's batted in an RBI here today. And that brings up now Casey Fincham and the Lions lead it four to nothing here in the fourth inning of play. You talk about, we've talked about the seniors delivering big time, but think about the freshmen and sophomores in Fincham, Hodge, Gabbert making big time plays in an NCAA tournament for the Lions. It has been that way all weekend, but the last two weeks. They've stepped up huge. And they've been that way all season long, but to see them perform at the high level like this, just the ultimate competitors, our younger class. So Casey Fincham stepping up with one down here in the inning. Gabbard at second, and that pitch is high. Boy, nice stop by St. Germain. She had to leap to catch that one, and it's 1-0. and Nice job by Germain. She came up out of the crouch and was able to get that one, or that would have been over the top of her head and would have allowed Gabbard to third. So a really nice play by the all-region catcher. St. Germain tearing into the dugout for the sign and the 1-0 out to McCoon. And that pitch is taken down low for a ball 2-0. Nice stop again by Jermaine. They're working her back there behind the plate as she's taking a step out of the behind home plate just to gather herself a little bit. Fincham not showing really any signs, Chris, of bunting the ball. I think they're going to let her hit her way right here. And the pitch to the plate swung on and grounded through the hole and into center field for a base hit. Gabbard had to wait to see if the shortstop could get it. And rounding first and going into second on the throwback to the plate is Fincham. Taking third is Gabbard. As that is as far as she could get. Lions have runners at second and third. Tucker coming to the plate. And Erica Hanrahan going to the mound. Nice job by Coach Goddard to trust the freshman Casey Fincham at that opportunity. She delivers a single and is able to advance to second on the throw. And that brings Gabbert to third. Fincham at second. One out. And probably the arguably the hottest player in the country right now, Aliyah Tucker. And we're going to have a new pitcher for... DePaul, it will be Annika Garwood, so the call to the bullpen, Garwood in, Magoon out, Lions lead at 4 nothing, but they've got runners in scoring position when we return on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. 
At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. NCAA TV and marketing rights fees. Where does the money go? Long answer, 96% of the revenue is used to fund 88 championships and support 1,055 member colleges and universities who together provide $2 billion annually in financial aid to more than 400,000 student-athletes so they can compete and learn. Short answer, we put our money where our mission is. Well, up to the plate is Aaliyah Tucker. Tucker with runners at second and third. First base is open, and the new pitcher is Annika Garwood with a 6-2 and two record on the season, but a 4.6 ERA, and she throws that first pitch outside to Tucker, 1-0. This will be the second time the Lions have seen Annika Garwood. They seal her in the regular season matchup. She went one inning, five hits, six runs, and two walks. And will they pitch to Tucker? Here we go, and that pitch is outside. Tucker... Looked like she wanted a bunt, but let it go by 2-0. and Last time at the plate, they elected to load the bases up, and uh, B. Ivers was able to come up with a delivery. So see what they do here, 2-0 count. Are they going to try to load them up again and see what Otto and Ivers can do? And they checked with the first base umpire to see if she had bunted the ball. He said no. 2-0, and that pitch is over but high, 3-0. and Mercado's on deck. 3-0 count. They really haven't put anything around the zone once again to Aaliyah after that solo home run to lead the ball game off. Gabbard at third. Fincham at second. And the 3-0 is upstairs. Ball four. They walked her again intentionally pretty much. Similar situation as it was in the third inning as their bases loaded. One out. Brooke Otto coming up and Ivers on plate. You've got... Gabbard at third, Fincham at second, and Aaliyah at first. So Aaliyah's going to have to pay attention to the runners in front of her. So Otto with the bases loaded to the second consecutive time and then a bat. And that pitch is outside, ball one. Otto grounded to short into a fielder's choice her last time up. They cut the runner down at home. 1-0 the count to Brooke Otto with the bases juiced infield in for DePaul. She pops it up over near the first base side coming over his price, but it'll go out of play. And the count evens up at 1-1. One one. Lions with a big opportunity here to extend that 4 nothing lead. One out, bases loaded, and the senior Brooke Otto up to the plate. Garwood the pitcher now. Right-hander, and the pitch to the plate, high and outside. Two and one the count. To Otto. Bases are loaded. Garwood looking in for the sign. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on line, into right center field, base hit. It's going to go all the way to the fence. Coming home is Gabbard. Ivers or Fincham will follow right behind. Here comes Tucker, and Otto goes into third with a triple. 
and the Lions lead it seven to nothing. Once again, the senior steps up. Brooke Otto with a shot into right center field. It rolls all the way to the wall off that turf outfield. And all three runs come in as she clears the bases. As Gabbert, Fincham, and Tucker were able to clear the bases. And now the Lions lead seven to nothing. That thing just took off like a shot when it hit that outfield grass, Chris, and it went all the way to the wall. Lions lead it 7 to nothing, and it brings up Elizabeth Ivers. And Brooke was able to go all the way in for a sliding triple as it went all the way to the right center wall, clearing the bases. 7 to nothing, Otto at third, infield still in for DePaul, and Ivers to the plate, and she hits that one out into right center field. Coming in, it will play it on a bounce. It's going to go by her and go to the fence again. Otto's going to come home to score. Ivers is going to round second. She's going to go to third, and she'll slide in head first and hang on to the bag for dear life. Sophomore B. Ivers has played outstanding in this NCAA regional. She continues to deliver. Every opportunity she has had with runners on, she has delivered, Dave, and she's able to get it as they misplayed it out in right field off the air of the glove, and she's able to get all the way to third. Brooke Otto was able to walk home for an 8 nothing lead for the Lions. That'll go as a base hit and an RBI, her third of the day for Ivers, but then that error turned into a two-base error. I believe they're going to call it an error. And it brings up Sarah Miller, and that pitch gets behind St. Germain, but Ivers decides, uh-uh, I'm still trying to catch my breath from going to third. Did you see her slide into third? She held on to the bag for dear life. Just got word up here at the press box. They did give her the triple. No error on the play. Coach Goddard almost took off her home. She had to hold Ivers <laughs> back. The 1-0 down low. Nice stop by St. Germain. 2-0. Boy, the bats have really come alive in the last two days for the Lions. They were held only to one run on DePaul on Thursday, but Yesterday, with the back-to-back home runs of Tucker and Otto, have really opened the offense back up for the Lions. 2-0 the count, and the pitch is a strike over the outside corner, 2-1. No disrespect meant towards Elizabeth Ivers, but the most unlikely player on this team to get a triple would be B. Ivers. She continues to deliver. The 2-1 pitch, it's in tight to Miller, 3-1. Well, you know what, Chris? We didn't think about this, but maybe what the doctor ordered is a run-ruled game and get into that championship. Here's what I'm thinking now. You leave Sarah in, you save Cam for that game number two. And that pitch swung on, foul-tipped off the glove of the catcher, St. Germain, and it's three and two. Still just one down in the inning. Lions have come through with five in this inning to lead it eight to nothing. Seven runs, two innings for the Lions in this game. Unbelievable offense. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on, check swing, grounder to third. Coming in, Batcher throws it across in time. So Bratcher gets the out at first base, two down. Slow roller over to Bratcher at third. She was able to gather it. Obviously, Ivers couldn't really go anywhere. She stayed on the third base bag. She was able to throw out Miller for the second out as DePaul tries to get out of this inning. And they gave up five here in the top of the fourth. Casey Bramble to the plate, and the pitch high and outside to the Lions left fielder, 1-0. Ivers still at third. Lions would really like to get her in. Into the wind, and the pitch swung on, bounced off the catcher's shin guard to the backstop, but Ivers isn't going anywhere. You talk about Otto and Ivers in today's ballgame. Six 
of the eight RBIs between the two three-hitter. They've really done a good job as they have elected to put Leon twice, and Otto and Ivers continue to deliver. One and one, the pitch to Bramble, swung on and missed on a changeup. That, I think, foul tipped right off of St. Germain. She's getting beat up in this game, Chris. Yeah, she's having a tough point behind the plate as the umpire walks out to the pitcher to give her a second just to kind of gather herself. Coach Dee Morris is talking to Casey Bramble here, and everybody's just giving St. Germain a time just to kind of gather herself as she's put in a lot of work here in this ballgame. She didn't even catch last night's ballgame. They held her out. They did DP her. But the umpire comes back behind home plate, asks her if she's okay. She said yes. And now the one and two count. Garwood to Bramble with Ivers at third, two down. And the pitch swung on and popped into short right field, past the second baseman Anderson. Ivers will come home to score. Bramble's going to try to string it into two. She'll slide into second safely with a double. Everything is going right. The bounces are going right for the Lions. That was a high chopper, bounced up off the second baseman's glove, goes out into right field, bops up off the right fielder's glove. Casey Bramble's able to get up to second. <laughs> so every bounce is going the Lions' way right now as a 9 nothing lead in the top of the fourth. They'll score that, a base hit and an error on the right fielder. So one 9 nothing Lions. Bramble at second, and Hodge comes in, and that hit her. Second day in a row that Hodge has been hit by a pitch. Garwood arguing. So is the head coach, Erica Hanrahan, for DePaul, but to no avail. So that puts runners at first and second, and it brings up Gracie Woodyard. Boy, we have battered around in this inning. Woodyard, the pitch, and she takes that one above the belt for a ball. Lions offense has really came alive. Nine hits, nine runs, eight runs in the last two innings. We are still in the fourth inning of play. And the pitch to the plate swung on and grounded to short. Smith comes in, throws to first, in time to Price. And that will finally do it here in the inning for DePaul. But in the inning for the Lions, they pick up six runs in the inning, and they will take a 9 nothing lead in the bottom of the fourth against DePaul on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, Sarah Miller will stay out on the mound for the Lions as they lead it 9 to nothing in this one. And for DePaul, they will bring up Bratcher, Smith, 
and Mejia Wick. Lions looking just to get six outs away from a run rule. It is eight runs after five innings, so as you said, they may not have to go to Cam McCool depending on what happens over the next two innings. Lions have scored one in the first. That was on the leadoff homer by Aaliyah Tucker. Then two runs in the second, or excuse me, two runs in the third, and then six runs in the last inning, the top of the fourth. They lead it nine to nothing. They've picked up nine hits in the ball game, and it brings to the plate Drew Bratcher. Bratcher struck out her first time up. She is 0 for 1 in the ball game. Miller has had a tough time getting in front of the hitters, but she has also done a nice job of getting the initial batters out. And the pitch to the plate swung on and grounded to Fincham at third. Reaches to her left, throw across, got her at first. Nice job by Fincham. That was a hard hit ball by Bratcher. Fincham was able to put her glove out to the left side, gather it, go across the diamond for the first out of the inning. Grace Smith doubled to the fence in left center field. Her first time up, she is one for one. Sarah Miller, only one walk in the ball game. She's really allowing her defense to make plays behind her as we did come in as ranked the 11th defense in the country coming into this weekend. And the pitch to the plate to Smith is a strike over the heart of the plate. However, in this tournament, as you know, the Lions had committed three errors in this tournament. Yeah, unfortunate errors it cost them probably in game one. Obviously, the hits and the bats weren't going only one run, but they've been outstanding today defensively. And the 0-1 pitch to Smith. Check swing. Watches it go up, up high. 1-1. You can make the argument with the defensive plays that we've made it today between every player out here, they've shown why they're ranked 11th in the country defensively. Mejia Wick is on deck. One away. 1-1 one one the count. Swung on and grounded wide of third and foul. One and two. One down. Into the wind, Miller. And the one-two pitch to Smith. Swung on it, grounded it short. Tucker on three bounces. Throws across. Strong throw in time. Two away. Routine play for Aaliyah Tucker at shortstop. Was able to gather it up on the ground out. Throw it across over to Gabbert for the second out. Tell you, with all the problems the Reds have at shortstop this year, they may have as well just get Aaliyah's cell phone number and bring her in. Aaliyah Tucker has played off the charts this weekend. Two down. And it brings to the plate Jade Mejia Wick. Wick popped out to third her last time up. And here's the pitch. And that pitch, Wick squared to bunt, took it upstairs for a ball, 1-0. I don't see much movement down the right field line in the bullpen. I believe Cam McCool might have sat down just for a little bit. Probably going to ride out Sarah in this ball game and have Cam ready to go game two. One or no the count. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on. Pop foul and out of play. Oh. And then it bounced <laughs> off the screen. It came right back and hit Ivers on top of the helmet. Looks like we need to go oh. down there and protect Ivers. <laughs> Only that could happen to Ivers. Every, everybody on the field is laughing at her. Coach Goddard was giving her a hard time. Unbelievable, Ivers. That will go down, and they did get a picture of that one, I hope. One won the count. And the pitch to the plate. That one's upstairs. Two and one. 
Well, picture perfect start to game one for the Lions. Pitching's been outstanding, only giving up four hits. And then the offense has continued to thrive here in game number one of this championship matchup. Two and one to count, two down. Bases are empty, and the pitch is low and in tight. And the count now three and one. Lions knocked off number 12, Bellhaven, last night. They were ranked 12th in the country. DePaul coming into this weekend, number one in the country. Garwood is on deck. And Miller into the wind. 3-1 pitch, swung on it, bounced in front of the plate. Ivers will pick it up, got it to first, not in time. Boy, nice play by both Hodge and Ivers, but Mejia Wick is just really quick out of that batter's box and beat it out. Perfect bump by Witt. It was just right outside of that left batter's box. Ivers came up with it cleanly, like you said. Hodge got over to first, and uh, Wick's speed just got it on a bang-bang play at first. And that brings up Garwood. Anika Garwood hitting 182 on the season. She is the pitcher, and she is coming up with a runner in Mejia Wick at first base. Two down, still in the inning, and the Lions are leading it 9 to nothing. And that pitch swung on, fly ball, left field, coming in as Bramble near the line to take it for the third out of the inning. So, one single, but nothing hurt in the inning. And as we head to the fifth, the Lions lead it 9-0 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade. And Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCohost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCohost. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Chris, you cannot go wrong by playing queen in between innings. <laughs> the Mount St. Joseph fans have been dancing. They've been cheering. They've been excellent all weekend long. Huge compliments to them for bringing this team a lot of energy, and they will need that as we try to go three games in a row today to go to Virginia to the College World Series. 9 nothing. The Lions lead it here in the fifth inning of play. Garwood still on the mound, and coming up, Rachel Gabbard. Gabbard? Swings and hits that one to short. Coming over is the shortstop, Smith. Plays it on a bounce. Throw across in time. 
to get Gabbard. We did not mention her grandmother on that one. I was so. getting ready to call you out on that, Dave. You didn't mention it. Nice play at short by Smith. She's been tough all day at, for, at the shortstop position for DePaul and was able to get Gabbard out for the first out of the inning here in the top of the fifth. Casey Fincham will come up. Fincham is two for two in the ballgame. Bunt single and a base hit to center. On the tournament now, she is three for nine, hitting 333. Backs away from the plate on that in tight pitch. Want to know the count? Really nice to see Fincham have a good tournament. Freshman, third baseman, been really tough for the Lions defensively. Good to see her offense. The 1-0 pitch is taken at the belt for a called strike. We've got a new catcher in the ball game. I'll bring you who that is here in a second. And that pitch is taken down low for a ball, two and one. Actually, I won't because it's number 21, and I don't have a 20. Oh, there it is. Kelsey Bernard has moved behind the plate. And that pitch swung on and lined into right field by Fincham for a base hit. She's three for three. Throw coming in from the right fielder, Bernard, and... She can't get her at first base, but nonetheless, Fincham is three for three in the ball game. Nice game by Casey Fincham. Been good defensively, and uh, like you said, three for three on the ball game. That was a hard hit ball out to right field for the single, and that brings up Aaliyah Tucker with one out and one on. So one away, and it brings up Tucker. Tucker has walked twice and homered, and that pitch upstairs gets away from Bernard from behind the plate, but. Fincham is not going anywhere, 1-0. Last two at-bats for Aaliyah. They haven't pitched her anything, basically two intentional walks. So see what they do here against her. 1-0 the count. Pitch to the plate. is a called strike over the outside corner. 1-1. One ball, one strike to tuck. And the pitch to the plate. That's low and outside for a ball, 2-1. That may be the last strike that Tucker sees in this entire tournament. They're going to be careful pitching around her, especially if we get to game two. But you know Kami Henry's tough, and she'll go right at her. Two and one. And the pitch taken in tight. Tucker shortened up the bunt, but pulled the bat back three and one. Five different lines in today's ball game with RBS. So really good job offensively spreading it around between everybody, and everybody's delivering at different times. And the 3-1 pitch swung on, pop foul, and out of play over the first base dugout. Three and two. One down. Fincham at first base. Otto is on deck. Into the wind. And the payoff to Tucker swung on, bloop to second. Anderson comes in, grabs it. Holding right at first base is Fincham for the second out of the inning. Nice job by the second baseman, Anderson. They were able to get Aaliyah up in on her hands. She was able to pop out to the second baseman. Fincham was able to stay at first. Two outs, brings up the senior, Brooke Otto. And Otto, who tripled home three runs in her last at bat, reached on a fielder's choice and has bounced to second. So she's one for three on the afternoon, and she takes that one down low and inside for a ball. Brooks really had a nice tournament. She's been outstanding center field, and then her offense has really come alive, especially today. And yesterday with the solo home run. So she's been pretty solid back-to-back days for the Lions. And the 1-0 pitch to Brooke is a floater that goes in on the inside corner for a called strike, 
You talk about Brooke and Fincham. They were the only two hitters hitting below 300. Obviously, Fincham three for three on the day, and Brooke has been good yesterday and today. So be close to see how close they can get up to that 300 mark. That pitch swung on and grounded to second. Anderson will go to first base in time to get Otto, and that'll do it here in the inning. So in the inning for the Lions, they get no runs on, one base hit. They go to the bottom of the fifth. The run rule is in effect. It is 9 nothing Mount over DePaul on UltimateSportsTalk.com. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well... If that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realize them. Here's your situation. The Lions get three outs. They win this ball game by run rule, nine to nothing. Sarah Miller out to go for the distance, but she's going to have to face the top of the order: Kelsey Bernard, Kate Geary, and Paige Price for DePaul here in the fifth inning of play. Nine nothing. The Mount on top of it. DePaul sitting with that 37 and two record, the only undefeated team in this region and number one in the country. The Lions are looking to get this run rule. Sarah Miller looking to close it out, and I would believe that would mean Cam McCool will potentially start in Game 2, the first-team all-region pitcher. Absolutely. I think there'd be no doubt about it. So, here we go. Three outs away from moving into the championship game here this afternoon. Winner take all. 9 nothing. the mount. Pitch to Bernard. Swung on. Fly ball out into right center field. Going over is Woodyard. She's not going to catch up to that one. It's going to go all the way to the fence. Otto's going to grab it, get it back in to Hodge, and holding Bernard to a leadoff double. Nice job by Bernard. First pitch swinging. Was able to find a gap out in the right center field. Nothing Woodyard or Brooke Otto could have done. It bounced one hop up off the wall, and she stands up for a double for the leadoff here in the bottom of the fifth. Brings up Kate Geary now. Geary has flied to center, bounced to third. 0 for 2 in the ball game. That run out at second base really means nothing right now. It would still be an eight-run rule if she scores. So the Lions concentrating on just the batters. Moving into the motion is Miller. And the pitch to the plate. Swung and bounced out in front of the plate. Ivers picks it up, throws to first, not in time. Perfect punt right there by Geary. The ball just kept spinning on that turf. It took Ivers just a split second to get a good grip on it. Smart decision by her. That way she didn't send it all the way down the right field line. And Geary's speed. So now DePaul's got something going with runners on the corners and no out. And it brings up Paige Price, who has been a thorn in the side of the Lions. She is two for two in the ball game. Doubled to left center and singled to center. Left-handed batter. Runners at first and third. You wouldn't expect Gary to be going in a 9 nothing game, but she is the run that could keep this game alive. And the pitch to the plate. There she goes. Bounced right back to second base. Hodge flipped it to short to Tucker, and she got her out at second base. 
What a play by Hodge and Tucker. Star that one again by Hodge. It was a ball hit up the middle. Hodge was able to gather it and flip it right over to Tucker for the force at second. DePaul did score the run to make it 9-1, to but it was a big force out by Hodge to, to Tucker for the force out at second as the coach for DePaul goes out to argue the call. Erica Hanrahan out to second base to argue the call, and I'm not quite sure why Geary is still standing at second. There's no video replay on it. This is not the major leagues, but Geary now finally is going to leave the field, and so is Erica Hanrahan. So there's one away, 9-1 to one the score. And Paige Price is at first base, and it brings up St. Germain. As you mentioned, they did score that run to make it a 9-1 ball game, so that is still the eight-run rule effect. Lions just need two outs. St. Germain in the batting today. She is one for one with a walk. Doubled her last time up. That pitch is a floater that bounces right on the plate. Nice stop by Ivers, 1-0. Price is at first base. Otto's playing over towards left center field. Usually she's in straight away, but right now she's situating herself a little over on the left field side of center. That pitch swung on and line foul down the third base line. And the count now 1-1. One and one. That was a shot down the left field line. Coach Hanahan had to get out of the way. St. Germain, all-region player. She's been tough. Like you said, Price has been tough against the Lions every meeting this year. One ball, one strike to count. Lions trying to end this one right here and move into the winner-take-all game. And the 1-1 pitch to the plate swung on. Fouled out of play over the third base dugout. One and two. Sarah Miller continues to take big, deep breaths. She knows she's only two outs away, and to get those lines into that winner-take-all game, cannot speak enough of what she has done this year and her four-year career for the Lions. One and two the count, and the pitch to the plate. Check swing. Paige Price is going to take off. Boy, that looked like a complete strike, but the umpire didn't call it. And it'll be two and two, and Price took second. Boy, that looked like a really good pitch. Got her fooled on the changeup. She was able to hold up, got it in the dirt. Price was able to take second, so now they've got that runner at second, one out to maybe force this game to go into the sixth inning. Two and two the count to St. Germain, and the pitch swung on, fly ball left field, and it will curve and go foul. Boy, St. Germain jumped all over that one. That's two hard-hit balls down the left field line for her during this at-bat. And now... Beth Gonderwitz comes out and wants Bramble to play a little bit over in left field. Two and two the count. Runner at second base is Price. One down here in the inning. We're in the bottom of the fifth. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on and grounded to short. Tucker comes in, grabs it, fires across in time. Two away. Tucker's arm over at short is fabulous. She was able to catch that on a two-hopper, gather it, fire it over to Gabbert. We're able to get St. Germain, and the Lions are one out away from a winner-take-all ball game against the number one team in the country. Sophomore Abby Pyburn, who played in the first game against the Lions on Thursday, will come up to the plate. She's a left-hander. So Pyburn is the hitter. Stands deep in the batter's box, up close to home plate, and the two-out pitch is down low. Nice stop by Ivers. Pyburn, one of those slap hitters. 
Gets a running start. Tries to slap the ball. Fincham playing in at third. Gabbard just a couple of steps in front of the bag at first. Two down here in the inning. Lions lead at 9-1, to one, trying to move into the game this afternoon. And the pitch swung on, fouled straight back, 1-1. One and one. Failed to mention the Lions did secure their second all-time NCAA regional win earlier today. Looking for number three today. Looking to knock off the number one team in the country right now, Dave. Well, they came in today having to win three in a row to go to Salem next week. And they are close to putting away win number two. The 1-1. And that's a called strike over the inside corner. One and two. One ball, two strikes to Pyburn. Page Price at second base. 9-1 Mount here in the bottom of the fifth. Lions a strike away. And Miller's pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. It's the winner-take-all game in an hour. The Lions knock off number one team in the country, DePaul, to force a winner-take-all. And it should be a hell of a matchup as it will be the number one pitcher in the country against one of the best pitchers in the region. Cam McCool versus Kami Henry coming right at you in about 45 minutes to an hour. And it is going to be a good one. The winner goes to the College Softball World Series in Salem, Virginia. The Lions win it here today in game number two, nine to one. And now, here we go in about an hour. We'll be back to wrap things up here from Milliken and get ready for game two after this timeout.